Hello and welcome to Calling the Shots. Behind every successful sports organisation exists a commercial game changer. An individual who drives the off-field wins. Calling the Shots tells the stories of some of these innovative characters. How did they get there? What are they truly passionate about? What drives them? What drives them crazy? My name is Andy McGeady. We're powered by William Fry and I'm glad to have you along. In this episode, I talked with someone who's brought technology to golf, motorsport and the NFL. We talked about proving the value in partnerships to both sides and whether in this day and age the corporate boondoggle day out actually provides anything of value. He's Director of Sports Technology at Microsoft. Today, I'm calling the shots. It's Mike Downey. Mike Downey from Microsoft. You're no longer an evangelist. Um, what do you do now? Yeah, I think it's a it's a continuation of the same uh, the same idea evangelism going way back to my early days at Macromedia and then Adobe, um, where your job is really to get people excited about uh, your software, right? And nowadays uh, that's evolved into um, focusing on working with uh, brands that people love, uh, which are mostly in sports and helping those brands develop really interesting technology. Uh, and then uh, Microsoft being able to um, really show off uh, the, the innovation and the work that we do with those brands so that fans will get more interested in the Microsoft brand and, and you know, have that appeal, uh, have, have really Microsoft appeal to those fans by us solving interesting problems with their favorite sports. Okay, so with the NFL, for example, um, something which people would have seen over the last few years is the appearance of actual technology on the sideline because the National Football League was an environment that was notoriously technophobic. We'd see reams like Peyton Manning with reams and reams of of full color printouts, but now there's tablets on the sideline. So was that something that Microsoft went to the league about or was that a problem that they had? What was the sequence there? Yeah, a lot of our work with the NFL on the sidelines started with a problem, which was um, really around time and efficiency. So the historical way that you mentioned is um, the review of the what they call the All-22, which means a, a camera view of all 22 players on the field at the same time. The review process between plays involved printing out color photos, sliding them into a sleeve in a binder, uh, and doing this on a play-by-play-by-play basis, which, as you can imagine, is just ridiculous to keep track of. Um, and and there was a lot of lag in getting the photo out to the people who needed it, like like Peyton Manning's of the NFL. And so uh, it was an in- inefficient process, and technology clearly provided provided an opportunity to significantly improve that. So that was kind of the start. Like, let's try to solve that problem. And uh, in doing so, and in, in switching to a digital format to do that, we also um, worked with the NFL in, in realizing that a, a lot more information could be conveyed to the people who need it. And the, the stubbornness that you see that is really common in traditional sports is more around like, we have a system that we know that works. We have very limited bandwidth, a mental bandwidth. And so if we're going to switch to something that's very different than what we're used to, you really need to demonstrate and prove to us that we get significant increase in value. And so there's always a lot of hesitation there. Um, Some coaches, some players are more uh, eager to try new things than others. 
Um, but at the end of the day, when you demonstrate success and you demonstrate that you're able to give them a capability they've never had before, that gives them an advantage, then you get adoption pretty quickly. And that's what we did with the Surface Pro on the NFL sideline, uh, is developed a custom software solution with the NFL that really focuses in on providing the uh, all 22, which is basically images of the field and the action and what's happening and able to give them, you know, step-by-step photos that a quarterback, for example, could go frame by frame by frame to see what's happening during the play. That's stuff that they didn't have time to do when they were printing out those photos in the past. So you've, you've given them something to solve that problem. Um, but what do Microsoft get from that relationship? Yeah, I mean, when we work in, in sports, we, Microsoft, and this is very specific to what Microsoft's interests in sports sponsorships are, we really look to um, find brands that consumers, that fans really love, and, and sports is, is the highest indexing in all of the categories compared to music or arts or, or any other category you, you discuss. And so fan engagement with sports is really high. And our goal is to uh, partner with those sports brands that people really love, help them solve really interesting technology problems, ideally trying to find a good, um, a, a high contrast scenario, like a good before and after story that's really obvious to the fan base. So we work with them, we generate solutions to interesting problems, and our expected outcome, or our, our ideal outcome, is that fans hear about that, they see it in action, they see the Surface Pro tablet on the sideline, and they then uh, have a more positive impression of the Microsoft brand. Because in our case, we don't have an awareness problem at all. You know, my, like Microsoft is one of the most uh, well-known brands in the world. Um, what we try to focus on is generating more brand love for Microsoft. And we do that by going where the fans uh, really have the most, um, you know, passion and, and attraction towards other brands. Yeah, that's that's the bit that I think you, you've nailed for me, that it isn't about an awareness thing for a company like Microsoft. Um, but proving the value of that, because it, what you're getting into is something which is, they're, they're less tangible things. So how do you go to the NFL and then say, this is going to be our relationship, please get on board, this is the problem we can solve. How do you set their expectation for how that relationship will work? Yeah, I mean, they're they're looking for sponsors, right? Like the sports in general, that's how their businesses are driven. Like that's where the most or a good chunk of their revenue comes from. And and so when we go in and, and sit down with them as Microsoft is a big tech company, we often have a different type of conversation that they're they're used to having. Not exclusive, but it, it's different. And our initial conversations are usually around, okay, let's just talk technology. Like, what are your problems as an organization? And we usually have certain ideas in mind because, you know, we're looking to tell a certain type of story with with an individual sport. Um, so we'll we'll, you know, spend a lot of time with their te- technology team, with their CTOs, with their engineering staff, and really think through like what are the big challenges, what's on the horizon that would really take that sport from a technology perspective to the next level, like really transformative. And if we find something like that, then we talk about, okay, how can we work with you to tell a story, to solve a problem? And for, for us, like the, the, the best outcome is that our technology was used to really make a difference at that sport with the caveat that 
we're really looking for stories that fans will hear, understand, and appreciate. So that means like maybe there's some kind of financial process, you know, like internal accounting process where we could save them millions of dollars. Yeah, that's great. That's transformative. But the average NFL fan probably isn't going to care if the NFL has got a better accounting process. So we will very much focus on what are the things that are visible to the fans um, or uh, there's certain categories like artificial intelligence, you know, and all of the tech underneath that machine learning, computer vision um, that fans tend to like they, 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 you know, varying levels. They'll hear like, wow, Microsoft is a very intelligent cloud. Like that's, you know, that's a category where there's a lot of flexibility to do really interesting things that uh, the fan base tends to uh, appreciate. So we'll, we'll basically have those types of conversations nailed down what those goals are. Um, and then plan out over a multi-year stage, like, okay, how do we how do we roll this out over time so it gives us an optimal storytelling opportunity? Uh, with our bigger deals with sports leagues, we'll also look at things like broadcast integration and, you know, where else can we activate on our relationship with the NFL? Um, we probably focus less on the experiential things like setting up, you know, activations, ad events. We do some of that, but I think the main focus is more for us is digital media and, and traditional media and storytelling uh, and, you know, those types of avenues. But we'll plan that out. And we'll, we're again, we're looking for a story that will resonate well with the fan base um, that meshes well with the priorities of that sport. And that's not always the case. Right. We may sit down with a league or a team and and talk about something and just that that technology isn't a high enough priority for them. And the story's not there and we don't do a deal. You know, that's how that works out. Um, but that's, you know, with that, we're, we try to be very engineering driven in our partnerships. And I think that's probably a pretty unique thing in the world of sports. I'm going to pull you back to one thing you said there, because I'm, I'm interested in it. Um, you said rolling these things out over time. Um, and I read something that you said about NASCAR and you were talking about the work that Microsoft does with NASCAR. And you said the real art is how you best present information to create drama are you getting at the same thing with those two statements yeah we uh, so it, it, we look at our sports engagements and we often kind of break them into one of three categories and in that case that's a category that we, we refer to as a fan engagement solution right so with nascar like we're, we're really we really focused on how do we enable them to better engage with their fan base um, and using data to create more dramatic moments for example um, during broadcasts or during, you know, their social media um, outreach. Um, that's one great way to do that. So if a fan is consuming the sport through traditional media or digital media, and all of a sudden there's better content available to them, and that's enabled by Microsoft, that's a huge win for us, right? So that's, that's the fan engagement category. Um, we also look, though, at uh, team and player performance, so that's really more around when we did a lot of that with NASCAR and Hendrick Motorsports. That's around like, can we help a team win, right? And uh, the um, uh, scenarios where we work with analytics for improving player performance, finding strategies, um, insights, things like that. Uh, when a fan hears about, hey, Microsoft technology helped my favorite team get a get a competitive advantage, that obviously works really well uh, as well. So that's the second category. The third category is more around logistics and operations. And uh, in some cases, like that's one of those ones that doesn't necessarily resonate as well with the consumer fan base. 
But at NASCAR, we actually found a great opportunity for that, which was um, there's a very lengthy process before every race where they do a lot of inspections of the vehicles. Um, and it's, it's a part of the sport that fans actually take interest in. Um, but before we worked with them on that project, it was an entirely uh, manual, mechanical, paper-based process. And we switched to that. We worked with them for over a year to build out a full digital solution um, that uh, created great efficiencies in the process, employed some really interesting technology for um, scanning and, and, and evaluating a, a car and whether it's within the, the rules. Um, and, and that actually was a story that the fans appreciated because it was something that was reducing the time before the race that was spent on inspecting vehicles. It was an in interesting transformative process going from paper and really making fans feel like the sport was finally evolving in certain ways. Um, and, and like the fans appreciate that when their sport is really making big leaps forward in technology. Um, so yeah, th those are some examples, but it's really those three categories that we look for, uh, when we do an engagement with sports. What do you guys bring to golf? Um, and I'll preface this by saying I've been really interested in the increase in things like stats and players and, and particularly player coaches using analytics um but also there's obviously a lot of technology that goes into the equipment and the courses as well so i'm interested in what you guys have done there yeah this really falls into that first category uh, sorry the second category of team and player performance and that's a really interesting uh world of technology in sports specific to golf and if we look at the work we've done with professional golfers like uh our first big partnership was with bryson DeChambeau, who's one of the top golfers in the world now, um, we, we look at, we look at that process really as, um, if you picture kind of a, a pyramid, uh, with three layers to it and the bottom layer and, and, and the complexity of the technology and the ROI from the technology increases as you go up the pyramid at the bottom layer of that pyramid, uh, is really data collection. And, five ten years ago that was a really hard thing to do in sports like everything was custom you had to create custom sensors and uh facilitating the iot solution the networking all of that was all custom work and so that's where a lot of the tech focus was is creating sensors and measuring and all of that that's largely been commoditized now there's a lot of great off-the-shelf solutions for very specific professional scenarios in golf we have launch monitors we have um, devices we even have not we, but there, in the industry, there's something called a focus band, which is measuring uh, electrocardiogram, your, your brain activity. And it's a, it's a band you can put on your head while you're playing golf that gives you feedback about kind of your mental state. Are you stressed? What kind of decisions are you making? Like, so there's, that stuff out is, is largely commoditized and we can make use of it as we move into that second layer of the pyramid, which is really about kind of, um, understanding organizing and filtering your date your data so it's it's around like now we've got all this data coming in uh which has become a common problem like now we have too much data that second layer is around how do we interpret it um what does it mean uh how do we create uh correlations between data you know like there may be launch monitor data for a professional golfer that's giving me the flight characteristics of my ball um, and then I might have sensors that are looking at the physical movement of my body while I'm swinging, 
Uh, and then it might have data coming, you know, from the focus band that I mentioned. Uh, so you've got brain activity. So correlating that data and saying, oh, okay. So when you're in a certain situation on the golf course where you've just hit a bad shot, you're in a fairway bunker. Um, now you have to hit a certain style of shot. Um, like now what, like what, like what do you need to know from your data that'll help you be more successful in that? And so that's where we move into the, the top tier of that pyramid, uh, which is the most difficult and, uh, but yields the highest rewards. And that's where you make better decisions using data. And that's different than, uh, than, than interpreting and understanding data. Decision-making is where you're rolling out tools that are allowing you to test and validate assumptions that you're making. It's where you're generating um, decision-making models uh, based on a given scenario. You're validating stuff. Like it's a, You're generally in that situation, you may even be employing predictive analytics. So you're getting into more of a machine learning, kind of that AI category. Um, but that's where the real uh, value comes back um, but you have to do the first two layers first. And so that's the type of work that we did in golf. We do that in, in motorsports. We do that in, in a number of other sports as well. Um, but it's, it's progressing towards that point to where the data collection, the organization, the filtering, the correlations all build into a model where we can come up with ideas, we can find patterns, we can test them out, we can validate how effective they are. And at the end of the day, we can find all of those little micro advantages that add up to a significant difference in overall performance. Yeah, the um, the focus band, I'm really, really reminded of the moment in Tin Cup where Kevin Costner is having trouble and he gets every single golf training gizmo he can and straps it onto him. And man, you can sell anything to golfers. I'll just tell you that. Uh, That's true. The there's another side to this though, which is that so the NFL, golf, some of these big industries, they've a huge, huge side, which is around if you have a sponsorship or a partnership, it can be seen as well. We must bring everyone together for a bit of a party, bring them to the event. There's a bit of a wagon goes along. Um, you've some thoughts on this, and I kind of want to explore them with you. Like in the year 2019. What do we get from that corporate side? Yeah, the I found that when you have partnership conversations, especially with the larger sports entities, the large leagues and, and the bigger teams, one of the, the uh, values that they offer in exchange for your sponsorship are things like on-site activation and in particular hospitality and uh and I think every sponsor looks at corporate hospitality differently. I think as time goes on and, and having just witnessed this from our own efforts to do cor VIP, you know, corporate hospitality at, at golf events, at, you know, football games, you name it. Uh, we do a lot of those. Uh, I think one, I think it's increasingly difficult to get your top customers to commit to do those types of things. And I think, Part of it is just there's more of an awareness of um, or a sensitivity to um, going out to a big fancy VIP event is uh, being a bit of a boondoggle. You know, if you're a, if you're a corporate, um, if you're a customer and, and you get invited to something like that. So I think that's tougher and tougher. Like it, it didn't used to be the case. Um, so you get you, you see a bit of that. Um, but also, I think uh, there's 
there's a lot of opportunity for innovation in that space if you're a sports league or you're a team that's offering things like hospitality um, because what you often get as an experience is a fantastic view a luxury box whatever that is um, and it's a great experience just from a being there and having conversations so if you need a chance for your sales team you know to, to to sit in a beautiful place in the case of a golf course you know and and have food and all that that's great um, but you can do those types of things in other places for a lot lower investment. I think where, where there's opportunity is to for, for sports leagues and teams to turn that hospitality experience into something that's a lot more valuable. And we've talked about this ourselves uh, with, with our sports partners in the past around can we bring people in um, to learn something that's valuable that they can use to justify their participation Maybe it's before the event, during the event, after the event. Um, get them into a more immersive experience where they're at the event for business value. Maybe it's partially the conversation, but also to learn something. Maybe it's about technology. Maybe it's about your services, whatever. Um, but some way to get more value out of that hospitality experience because in our case, like we, we value it pretty low. Uh, and we always struggle to get people to come to these events. And that tends to be one of the biggest uh, currencies that these sports leagues will deal in. Like they, they attach a lot of value to being able to offer that. And I think that's something that's, that is going to be declining over time because it's harder and harder to justify it. So I think that's an area where it's really ripe for innovation. The, the disconnect between the two perceptions of value is striking. Is that, do you think that's because these sports entities are, they might be treating your customers as fans rather than your customers? Yeah, I mean, their their on-site event is their crown jewel, right? And, and, and so I think they look at hospitality as, hey, you know, these are, yeah, these are fans coming to our event. Um, we're giving them the absolute, you know, premium experience. So we're going to charge a lot for that. That's all great. Um, but I think, what you alluded to is, is is really a good way to look at it is that um, in in our case, whether it's an NFL game or a golf tournament or a NASCAR race or what have you, um, the people we're inviting, they're generally not fans first. Like they're not necessarily going to be a, a fan of that team or even that sport in case in a lot of cases. It's more about just getting this great experience. Um, and so uh, I think it's a good way to look at it is really think of them more as a corporate customer and how can you give them more justification for participating in an event like that um, where they're getting more business value out of it and, and able to attend that way? And I think that that's where things start to change. So if I'm your corporate customer and you're Mr. Microsoft, what value would you offer me? And this doesn't have to be at, uh, at a major sports event, but I want, I, I'm trying to understand how you think that someone like Microsoft or others could innovate to, to really do something different there and, and turn me, someone who you have a partnership with, someone you might have a, a, any sort of arrangement with to get really excited and say, do you know what? I am going to be there. It is going to be a priority thing for me to do in this quarter. Yeah, I think there's, so we did some things, for example, with the PGA Tour at their Players' Championship where um, one, we had done technology with the tour that was relevant to the event 
our customers were coming to. So that's, and that's probably rarely the case, right? But in our case, we had actually built a lot of great technology with the PGA Tour. And so what we were offering to our partners was come to this event. In this case, it's a multi-day event. So it gives us a little bit more flexibility. Come to the event and we're going to show you how we helped the PGA Tour transform their operation. And we took those those uh, IT, most of them were not even IT. They were just executives within, you know, top Microsoft customer base um, and ten, or senior level. And we said, we're going to show you how we did this. And we talked a lot about process and engagement and what the problems were. And while we were on site, we took them on a tour of the broadcast truck or the shot link truck, which is where they use technology to track every shot on the tour. That was something we had helped the tour with. Um, and so uh, we also set up as a sponsor, we set up a, uh, a booth that really showcased all the work that we had done. And so as we were soliciting customers to come to the events and to, be, to take part in it, our pitch was really around come see firsthand um, the work that we've done and how it's helped the tour transform. And so as a result, we're able to get a lot of people who weren't even golf fans to come to these events because it was more around like, hey, here's an opportunity in a really interesting environment with peers in my industry to go and really see how technology can help us transform our business. Like that, that's a, that's a value that, you know, that's, that's a value that I can use to justify going to something like this. And then these great conversations that happen while you're, you know, having drinks and eating and enjoying the event that's all a bonus, right? But the real justification is come see it, see it in action, see what we've built, see what we've done, um, which is similar to having, you know, like we, we also have a, a executive briefing center on, at our headquarters where we'll fly customers out or they'll come out to our he- a campus and we'll spend a whole day kind of giving them presentations and showing them about the Microsoft technology stack. It's like doing that, but doing that at a sports event and in a very hyper-focused environment. And I think that's where you can do some innovation. Yeah, you want them walking away going, hey, I want right. that. Yeah. Um, Mike Downey, I really enjoyed that. Thank you very much. My pleasure. You've been listening to Calling the Shots, powered by William Fry, and all our guests on the series are part of 1-0-2019. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you pick up your podcasts. My name is Andy McGeady. I hope to talk to you again soon.